Okay. So I think, uh, you know, this last year has been so, so strange and odd for everybody. And we've really missed getting everybody together for these seminars. But the one kind of upside to this is that we have been able to reach out to researchers and groups that we wouldn't necessarily be able to bring to Oxford. And so today's talk um, is coming to you all the way live from Brazil. And I'm very excited about this to have some researchers from my home institution when I'm working in Brazil. And so I'm very delighted today to introduce um, Carol. Um, and then her colleague Bruno is also here as well. And so just as by means of a quick introduction, um, Carol Ferreira, uh, Nicoletti also. She yeah. received her PhD in health science in 2015 from the University of Sao Paulo. Uh, she also completed a postdoctorate there which did include a research placement at the University of Santiago de Compostela in Spain and her areas of expertise include obesity, bariatric surgery, and nutritional genomics. And so currently, she holds a Young Investigator Fellowship at FAPESPI, which is the Sao Paulo State Research Foundation, and at the University of Sao Paulo's Applied Physiology and Nutrition Research Group. And her current work is focusing on obesity, lupus, and epigenetics. And then in attendance, we also have Professor Bruno Gualano, who is head of the Applied Physiology and Nutrition Research Group. And so Carol will be giving the presentation today, um, but once we open things up for questions and answers, Bruno is very welcome to participate as well. And um, since we're you know, able to bring people from across the world, I hope we have a great discussion today. And so with that, I turn it over to Carol for changes in physical activity and eating habits during the pandemic, a Brazilian view. Okay. So good afternoon, everybody. First of all, uh, I'm Carol. I'm a postdoc student. And I would like to thank you, Sabine, and the uh, all organization committee for the invitation. It's a pleasure to be here with you. And I'm going to present some results about our research in the COVID-19 pandemic. I want to tell you that my English is not so good, but I promise I will do my best during this presentation. So I would like to introduce my research group, the Applied Physiology and Nutrition Group. Uh, the team is a multidisciplinary team with more than 100 members and 15 PADs. Our research program focuses on studies concerning lifestyle intervention, and assessment, including uh, diet and nutrition, physical active interventions to promote health lifestyle. And um, we have been doing this in several clinical populations. Actually, we have access to the university hospital that is the largest tertiary hospital of Latin America. This hospital covers a region uh, with more than 22 million of people. And uh, during the COVID-19 pandemic, the hospital had more than 1,000 beds destined to this disease. Uh, this is the uh, reference hospital for Brazilian people. So during the COVID pandemic, we developed some studies to evaluate the influence of social isolation on eating habits, food choice determinants, and physical active. 
we perform this in some clinical general populations, such as general women, bariatric surgery patients, rheumatic patients, adolescents with chronic disease, and COVID-infected uh, patients, children, adults, hospitalized, and long COVID ones. Our data collection started when, when the quarantine period started in Brazil, about March of last year. And uh, we are, uh, un until now, we are doing and uh, perform some data collection for another studies. Due to the, my time, the, the time I have to this presentation, I will focus uh, the data about general women and bariatric surgery patients. For this, uh, I'm going to tell us, and uh, actually I'm going to try to understand with us, with you, uh, how is the impact of COVID-19 pandemic on lifestyle behavior, uh, on eating apps and physical activity in two kinds of population. The study number one, that is with bariatric surgery patients, and the study number two with general Brazilian women. Uh, I am a, uh, a dietitian, and because of this, I will cover the changes in eating habits with brief comments about physical activity. So, uh, so questions about physical activity and other studies may be answered by Bruno after the presentation. In this context, we know that negative food choice uh, when performed uh, may be associated with consequences, bad consequences for health. For example, the reduced consumption of fresh food like vegetables and fruits due to the high cost of this kind of food or to the reduced access to supermarket during the social isolation with a concomitant increase in consumption of processed and ultra-processed food due to this large power of storage and durability may lead to an excessive weight gain and development of a disease such as diabetes, hypertension, and cancer. We know that social isolation are associated with family and uh, with distance to family and friends, with loss of freedom, with some situations of stress and burden, and uh, as a consequence, with emotional exhaustion. So these changes in emotional state can modify lifestyle behaviors, including eating and exercise habits. In this scenario, some authors reported changes in consumption of fried food, sweet food, legumes, vegetables, and fruits. This is um, a big study in which uh, several countries were analyzed, and we can see in this figure that sweet food scores were, was, uh, which was represented by mean times per week were greater during the COVID-19 pandemic than uh, compared to the before. 
Uh, concerning about Brazilian results, this author reported uh, um, increased in sugar sweet beverage consumption and fast food intake. I think it, uh, here it's important to highlight that um, in concomitant with the social isolation, uh, with the COVID-19 pandemic, there was another kind of the pandemic, the, uh, the inactivity pandemic. Some results, previous results of our research group uh, indicate a substantial decrease in global physical activity level during the period of social isolation. With this, we believe that clinical symptoms here represented by the blue line appears and quality of life represented by the purple line gets worse during the pandemic. Moreover, confinement induced decrease in physical active levels and increase in sedentary behavior, with, which may provoke a rapid, a rapid deterioration of cardiovascular health and premature death. Now, I'm going to show you some results about our bariatric surgery patients study. The outbreak of COVID-19 disease and social isolation have changed the Brazilian medical scenario. With the increase of number of hospitalizations due to the disease, the face-to-face -face patient care were reduced. On the other hand, we know that bariatric surgery patients have to follow uh, dietary recommendations in the post-operative period. This recommendation and this care may be changed with all these uh, medical care modifications. So, considering this aspect, we investigate uh, eating habits and physical activity Average and food intake during quarantine among patients who recently underwent bariatric surgery. Here we enrolled 65 patients, the most of them women. The most of them women. The average age was 47 seven years, and the average postoperative BMI was about 30, 35. The post-operative time uh, was almost, uh, about two months and one year. For this, we performed an out, uh, an out of hospital screen of health status and the lifestyle webinars remotely among these patients by phone calls and home visits for interview. We call this study uh, as the USP drive study. For dietary assessment, we performed three non-consecutive 24 hours food recalls, two performed in weekend, weekdays and one in a weekend day. And for physical activity assessment, we use IPEC. Uh, the first result that uh, we found was that the patients had high proportion here, high proportion uh, of cardio, uh, cardiovascular factors. 
almost nine for 94 percent of patients had above reference weight circumference values and more than 65 percent displayed high blood pressure these patients also had high proportion of symptoms of physiological disorders as we can see in this table a high number of patients present depression symptoms. Consider the results about food intake. During quarantine, uh, we observed that about 32% of the patients had the habit of skipping meals. Also, only 38% consumed, consumed protein in all meals. Protein intake corresponded to 21% of total energy intake, and most of the protein was consumed during lunch. In comparison to guidelines, most of the patients, 8-9%, did not actively recommended daily protein intake. The frequency of in natura food intake was about was about 50%, 55%, sorry, 55% of total energy intake. And energy for, from ultra-processed food corresponded to almost 24% of total energy intake. And we observed that ultra-processed food, the frequency of ultra-processed food intake was about three times a day. These results are indicative of an uh, um, inappropriate food intake and dietary habits during COVID-19 pandemic in post-operative bariatric patients. Considering physical active, we observe that uh, almost 6% of the patients was classified as inactive. These patients uh, showed worse global scores of mental health, of uh, physical health, and of quality of life. We also observed that patients who did the social isolation spent more time in sedentary behaviors, as we can see in this first figure, and also less time in moderate to vigorous physical activity, like we can see in the last figure. Thus, our post-bariatric patients had an inappropriate physical activity levels, and the, this result shows that strategies to increase physical activity in patients exposed to social distance are necessary. Now, I'm going to show some results about a study with lifestyle habits in general Woman. We choose a woman because it has been suggested that routine chains can cause a greater impact in women since they hold more responsibility about food in their family. And so women show to eat, tend to eat more in stress situations. Thus, uh, we developed a cross-sectional study to evaluate the influence of nutritional status on eating habits and food choice determinants among Brazilian women during 
during the COVID-19 pandemic. Over more than 1,100 women completed an online survey, and we observed that most of the participants were white, single, and have a higher educational level. And according to BMI, the most of the patients, sorry, the most, most of the women was classified as normal weight. The online survey included questions about participants' characteristics, such as age, ethnicity, marital status, and the educational level, self-reports weight and high, and some uh, information about eating apps before and during quarantine, like the habit of cooking, participation in grocery shopping, use of delivery service, alcohol consumption, every of snacking, of eating at table, of replacing main meals for snacks, the every of eating front of television or using cell phone, and the every of doing some kind of diet. Also, some physiological aspects, uh, such as beating eating, depression, and the loneliness were uh, evaluated. When all women were analyzed together, we observed that participation in grocery shopping, every of dieting, and the consumption of alcohol beverages reduced during the quarantine. On the other hand, every of cooking, of other delivery service, every of eating at table, and of snacking uh, increased during the social isolation. Regarding food choice determinants, we evaluated the, here and these food choice determinants like social norms, affective regulation, visual appeal, the price of uh, food, convenience, pleasure, and the, as our result, we observed that liking, need and hunger, and the habits appears as the most commonly reported determinants for all groups. So uh, despite the nutritional status uh, in normal weight women, in overweight women, and in obesity women, these three determinants was the most founded. We also observed that disordered eating attitudes, symptoms of binging eating episodes and depression were more prevalent in participants with overweight and obesity. This may be uh, because this kind of um, individuals use more often with food more often as a mechanism to cope with periods of stress né, in stress situations. As our mainly result, we observed that nutritional status was related to food choice determinants of eating habits during the pandemic. About normal weight women, and we saw that health here, health determinants were related to diet, natural concerns was related with eating at table, and affective regulation was 
related to replace meals with snack and snacking habits. In contrast, among overweight women, we observed that health determinant was related to eating at table, convenience with replace meal with snacks, pleasure with eating in front of television or using cell phone and snacking, and affect regulation was related to also to snack ebbing. Curiously, among obesity women, visual appeal uh, appears to to related with use of delivery services. Pleasure was related to snacking habits and affect regulation also with snacking habits. Consider the processing level of foods. We observed a high consumption of ultra-processed food among women with different nutritional status, which corresponded uh, um, with almost 21% of total energy intake. Moreover, in natura food consumption was associated with decreased of total energy intake, decrease of fat intake, and increased protein intake. On the other hand, ultra-processed food intake was associated with decrease, oh sorry, with an increase of total energy intake and increased carbohydrate intake. Regarding food determinants, weight control was related to reduced energy and carbohydrate intake, and preference were related to increased energy intake. Dieting and health were also associated with natura, in natura food intake, diet and health, and visual appeal, social norms, and affective regulation were related to uh, ultra-processed food consumption. Curiously, the number and the magnitude of association, of this association we found, were greater when we analyze the food consumption by food processing level than when we analyze by macronutrient intake. These findings could be attributed to the fact that focus on macronutrients may result in a simple view of food consum consumption and not capture the heterogeneity of eating behaviors. So uh, we observed that some eating apps and food choices determinants, such as snacking, beating, replacing meals with snack use of delivery service observing during the COVID-19 pandemic associated with unhealthy diet because of the high energy in carbohydrate consumption and the increased ultra-processed food consumption and reduced uh, in natura food consumption in Brazilian uh, women. About physical active, we observed a high prevalence of inactive women among those with overweight and obesity. So there is an inappropriate physical activity level among Brazilian women during the COVID-19 pandemic.
in summary, we uh, in in our study with Brazilian women, we saw dramatic changes in eating absence during the pandemic, that food choice determinants were associated with nutritional status and food processing level, and a high prevalence of inactivity, mainly in women with overweight and obesity. In our lab, we are trying to understand lifestyle and general health, including food and physical activity choices during the emerging COVID-19 pandemic. We believe that the kind, this kind of results will help the development of new strategies and interventions focused on the prevention of the disease. And also that um, this kind of knowledge may guide the health professionals to identify individuals at risk and promote lifestyle changes. Also, the pandemic of inactivity appears to be aggravated as well, and the efforts should be done to maintain or increase physical active levels in general population, and more importantly, in patients with chronic disease. So, um, we still have ongoing studies in other clinical conditions, trying to understand how to promote an um, an active lifestyle to patients with chronic condition during the pandemic. Are physical activity, strength and muscle mass predictions of clinical outcomes in hospitalized patients with COVID-19? Are professional athletes fully free of long-term cardiopulmonary complications? What's the role of vitamin, vitamin D on COVID-19? Can physical activity restore overall health and offset persistent symptoms in long COVID patients and in children with inflammatory syndrome? So this is challenge that we are working hard in these questions to understand a little more. So before I finish my presentation, I would like to thank you our financial support and our research involved in these studies to provide new perspectives and the opportunities for Brazilian science. Thank you all. Thank you so much, Carol. And thank you very much for that excellent overview of these these two different populations um, within Brazil, which is such a huge and important country, particularly for understanding so much about COVID and that we don't hear nearly enough about over here. So thank you very much. For